0: welcome come on in I want to read a little bit from Isaiah 6 and as I do I just um, allow your spirit to be caught into something that maybe you haven't been caught up in before you know there's there's literally no end to God there's no you can't find an end it's impossible we can look for a million millennia And still, every single day, find something new about him. Isaiah 6, it says In that year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. All morning the scripture and the prophecy that the earth would be covered with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters have covered the sea has come up and up and up and me being (laughs) this is what drives me this is what I love this is what I love bringing people into is the knowledge of the glory of the Lord people becoming aware of his glory like Moses that stood on Mount Sinai and became aware of his glory Gordon Otter brought up the point that Moses had a veiled face God said I'm gonna veil your face And you're going to see the back of me. But Paul said, let us now be with unveiled faces looking at the Lord. And so there's a progression. There's a a transfer. There's a growth that comes to the people of Christ. There's something more that can take place than what happened before. And I call this the entering in all through scripture we see times when people entered in to something they entered into the temple level after level after level level in the book of revelation john entered into the throne room of god and right here in isaiah isaiah entered into something and so to me i believe that god is all about getting his people to enter into something they haven't been in before well how do we do that the first step is us giving fully of ourselves to God. A recognition that says, I must decrease and He must increase. A recognition that says, God is good and nothing else is. A recognition that says, God is higher than everything else. A recognition that says, God is holy and I am not. A recognition that says that God is above everything, that His kingdom rules forever, that His kingdom has no end, and the increase of that government will increase forever. See, there's things we believe as Christians, there's things we believe as believers, and what God is trying to bring us all into is a fullness of those beliefs. And it starts right now, it starts right here. Doesn't matter what stage you're at doesn't matter anyone can enter anyone can come in doesn't matter what you did last night or this week it doesn't matter because you can enter in right now and so what we're gonna do here this morning is enter in is enter into the to the knowledge of the glory of the Lord that he is number one and everyone else is number two that he is the highest and everything else is below that And as you start to worship, I challenge you with this. Allow God's knowledge. Allow the knowledge of His glory. Allow the knowledge of His greatness to invade you. I'm going to speak over the young people briefly. Because young people, you have an amazing opportunity. Because for generations, older people have paved a way for you that you could enter in right now. So this morning, don't waste this opportunity. Say, this is the morning I'm going to enter in in a way I haven't entered in before. God, we desire this morning to enter in in a way we have not entered in before. We say that you are above everything. You are holy and you are worthy. And we worship you this morning. We give ourselves completely to you in your ways, in Jesus' name. Why were people created? Why were humans created? The design and purpose was that we would be in His presence 24-7. And the whole purpose in the plan of God has been to restore that very same plan that He made in the beginning. Now the question we have to ask ourselves, is that just something that will just happen one day later? Or is that something we're meant to establish now on the earth. I believe the latter is true, where believers are meant to establish that presence right now. Every day, the plan and the design of God is being fulfilled through those that believe. Lord, we want to establish that. We want your presence to fill this earth. We want us right now to create a dwelling place for you because your eyes are looking all over the earth, looking for that place to rest. Will you inhabit the praise of your people? Will you inhabit the love and the adoration that pours out towards you? Will you raise up a generation like David? that pursued your heart.
1: I know it's hard for us to believe that we could be different than we are now. I know it's hard for us to believe that God could put something inside of you that would be like an energy source deep inside of you. That whenever you'd think about it, you'd giggle whenever you'd access that, that, that energy inside of your spirit, you'd feel excitement go through your body. That whenever you'd open your mouth, that excitement, that, that fullness that God would put in you would bubble out around you. It's really hard for us to believe that. But if you look at the rose bush in your garden right now, and all you see is those thorny spindles and a few dead leaves and nothing that even resembles a flower can you look at that and believe that in a few months that bush will be full of blossoms and bring so much beauty and life to your garden can you believe that easily you believe that can you believe this morning that in a few months that thorny spindly thing that you call your life could be full of the flowers and blossoms of God can you believe that this morning can you believe that in a few months that glory of God could so inhabit your spirit that you would be a completely radically different person Lord we say we believe this morning We say we believe that we could be something that we haven't been yet. That we could receive something that we haven't received yet. That we could be a kind of people that we haven't been yet. We say that in a few months we could be radically, radically changed on the inside. So this morning we press in, Lord, and we say we want your glory. We want your glory. We want your glory. We want it to inhabit our spirits. We want it to take possession of us. We want that life. We want that joy. We want that fullness of God to inhabit our spirits. And we
0: say this morning, Lord, we believe that you could do that. I desire that, and God desires that, many would come into his prayer he desires that none would perish and so what is happening right now is God creating another way a reminder to those that don't feel they can come into this the whole purpose the whole overarching um message of this morning is enter in and initially that took place there's an entering in but as we see through scripture the the tabernacle had different levels to it. There was the first door, the altar, the outer courts. And many people went into different parts of that tabernacle. Yet we know now that we're allowed the whole way. We're allowed into the Holy of Holies where a priest was allowed to go once a year. We're allowed the whole way. And the thing is, is that many of us still don't believe that. We don't believe we're allowed the whole way. And so Lord has pushed pause for a moment to say, you're allowed in. You're allowed in. Why? Because He desires that none should perish. He desires that none get left behind. And that's our desire as well. We don't want anyone left behind. We want everyone to enter in. I want everybody to enter in. Young to old, doesn't matter Who I just want everyone to enter in And as Derek said Even if it looks like a Pretty bad thorny stick Right now You can still enter in You want to know how to get flowers back on that thing You enter in Want to know how to see things shift In your families Well you enter in That person at work driving you crazy? Oh, they're just so annoying. You need to enter in. Because as we enter in, something's going to take place. You'll be changed from glory to glory. You'll be changed. Because when we see Him, who will we be like? We'll be like Him. When you see Him, you will be like Him. So why do we talk about so much about entering into the pla- this place? Why do we bring up so many times, let's go see Him? Because the only way is to be like Him. The only way to overcome and be overcomers is to be like Him. So who can go in? Who's allowed in? Who's allowed in? Those with the clean hands and pure heart. Well, I don't have those right now. Well, it's very easy. Jesus By your blood, I repent. Wash me clean. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me pure hands. Pray that right now. Everyone pray it right now over your life. Individually, pray it right now. Create in me a clean heart and pure hands. All right, now you've said it. Now you've said it. Now you are qualified to enter in. So we enter in and once again, oh Lord, we go deeper into your presence. Your holiness invites us. Your purity invites us. Your glory invites us. And we enter in. Stand to your feet once again. Make an effort now. You're clean. You're pure. Enter into His presence and watch what changes.
2: So there's a number of people in our body, right here, right now, where life is, they've got some stuff that's out of control, and there's this confrontation in the air of where is the power of God? Where is the power of the gospel? So what I started to see before I came up here is, Anybody traveled outside the country and you filled out the little immigration form? Put your hand up, you traveled outside the country. You filled in a little immigration form. There's this little line that says, are you bringing more than $10,000 into the country? I've never brought more than $10,000 into a country. Is anyone else? No. Yeah, that's because we're tourists, right? We're just, we're bringing our stuff. We're going, visiting, we're going back. And that's all that we're there to do. But what I started to see was, what if... You were representing another kingdom, and you were coming in as an agent instead of a tourist. You were coming in as a representative of another nation, and you had the ability to transport hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars. And what if that's what your job was? For, for us tourists, that sounds weird. That sounds, uh, I don't even know, you know, How do you do that? Well, there's a whole other level of scrutiny that comes on your life if you're one of those people. And so what I feel is in the air right now, even as, as we're starting to sing about the gospel of Christ, is who's willing to trade in this tourist visa to go to heaven and visit and not come back with anything other than cheap tourist junk? And who's willing to turn over their visa and say, I'm willing to be... An ambassador of the kingdom I'm willing to bear the scrutiny that comes with being an ambassador I'm willing to allow my life to be examined because I believe what's in the spirit in these days is God's wanting to shift us into that realm where we're accessing the power of the gospel Because everything changes when you're accessing the power of the gospel. When you're releasing the wealth of another kingdom into, like Canada, if you had the wealth of Saudi Arabia and you suddenly are releasing billions of dollars into Canada, Canada changes. The way you look at life changes. People's lives are radically different if billions and trillions start rolling into Canada. But it's a shift of faith in our own hearts that says... I'm willing to bear the scrutiny, I'm willing to have you go deep in my life, do the biggest background check I've ever seen. I'm willing to be visible to the people around me. I'm willing to be measured and found wanting and yet somehow qualified. But it's a confrontation of who I know myself to be and what I can be. Hebrews 12 says, you didn't come to a mountain that's shaking and full of fire where things die when they touch the mountain. You have come to the city of the living God and to the church of the firstborn. And it's this whole different means of approaching God. If you're coming to a God that shakes things and is terrifying and and kills with the law and whatnot, you're not trying to take anything off the mountain because you're not going on the mountain. But if you're coming to the city of the living God and you can begin to see buildings and buildings and buildings. You can see treasury and you can see hospital and you can see warehouse and you can see all these different things that that are going on in the city of God and you can bring them home with you. Your life changes and the world around you changes. And even as I'm saying it, I can feel on the edge of people's minds, you're catching glimpses of, of what that city of God looks like. And you're starting to see some of the traffic in the city, uh, uh, angelic traffic. You're starting to see the faces of saints. You're starting to to connect to stories of people who have gone to heaven, people that you've read about, people that you've dared to believe about, and then receded from. And oh, that's that that's either crazy or that's for other people. But something's starting to connect with you. And so, Father, I pray that you would release the spirit of faith to change the passport, to change the visa. our lives shift us from tourist to ambassador God we're saying shift us from just being receivers to being distributors God we're saying we want to bear the gospel of the kingdom we want to bear the power of the gospel along with the shame of the gospel God we're willing to take up the cross And it's death so that we can have the resurrection too. God, we're putting ourselves in the crosshairs. We're saying do a background check on our lives, God. Father, I'm asking that you remove the no-fly zone stamps that have been on our lives. The stamps that have said you may not pass, you may not go through. I see blotting out of those stamps. Removal of restriction in Jesus' name. Yes, God. We say yes to you on the inside, God. We say yes, we will be the forerunners, God. Yes, we will push into things that we don't yet know. God, yes, we will go over the edge of the frontier in the Spirit. God, we will move into the deeper things. God, we volunteer for life in the Spirit. We volunteer to experiment. We volunteer for research and development. We say that we are the ones who will seek and find. We are the ones who will launch out and discover. We are the ones who will bring back what we see. And so we declare a launch in Jesus' name, a launch of prophecy, a launch of intercession, a launch into the gifts of the Spirit, a launch into the Spirit of God, a launch into worship, a launch into dreams and revelation, a launch into encounters in heavenly places. We declare a launch for our spirits to rise into the heavenlies and meet the living
0: God in Jesus name so let's give right now God has created this atmosphere he's created this place he's created corporate worship as a training ground to learn how to give that's what's going on right now reach deep within inside of yourself and start to give in a way that you haven't given before focus on God Look at him there and start to give to him like you would give to anyone here on the earth. Someone that you cared for, someone that you loved, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a fiancé. Give to them. Want more of his glory in the earth. There is a level of light coming, released by the people of God, alignment in the earth. Because He is glorious, every time, every time I hear you say, He is glorious, heaven comes closer, you are glorious. We declare today, you are glorious, Father above, Father, the one that sits on the throne, you are glorious, the jasper and the sardius stone rainbow as of emeralds shining about you declare your glory you are glorious there is none that shall stand every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are glorious you are glorious you see there's a day coming When we merely won't just be singing about his glory anymore, his glory will surround us. And that's what it means when it says, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It will be surrounding us. But the thing right now is, is what we've been called to do is speak those things that are not as though they were. And so we say here, from a position of faith, we say, you are glorious. And your glory surrounds us. Your glory fills the earth, and none, none can ignore it. I am convinced that there is nothing else. I'm convinced that no other God no other power no matter how powerful on the earth no matter how seemingly great any man or woman becomes there is but one that is glorious and he rules with a rod of iron he is coming to the earth he is coming and he will wash it clean once again because he is glorious we invite you to come O holy one oh prince of peace O everlasting father we invite you let your glory surround us let your glory consume the earth like the flood that fell let your glory fall and flood the nations Let your glory fall. The whole earth is full of his glory. The whole earth is full of his glory. We prophesy it today. God, I'm asking that you would raise up the ambassadors of your kingdom. I'm asking that you would raise up the ones that would say you're glorious, the ambassadors of light. The ambassadors of glory releasing from their hearts releasing from their spirits releasing a sound that will change all other sounds that will cause other sounds to fade away the sound of the ambassadors of the King let them make their sound in the earth let them declare you are glorious the sound and the song that has been reserved for this day. Let it burst forth from heaven. You are glorious. We sing the song. You are glorious. We are the ambassadors of light. You are glorious. I know we've been going for a little bit. but <clears throat> This is how I love to release the word because, to me, I, it's so dependent on the Spirit of God. And so the Lord is prompting me right now to talk about John the Baptist. See, John the Baptist was ordained by God. From the time in the womb, there was something significant about him. And it wasn't that he would grow up and, and say a bunch of good things, and it wasn't that he like, clothed himself in weird clothes and ate weird food. But to me, the significant thing happened while he was still in the womb. You see, when Mary came and she was to give birth to Jesus, John the Baptist recognized that very life. And he jumped and he leapt in the womb because he recognized what he was close to. There is a generation of John the Baptist. Yes, they will cry in the wilderness. Yes, they will declare righteousness. Yes, they will decrease and he will increase. But the marking factor, the marking line of this generation will be how they respond to God. You see, we can go many days, many nights without leaping from his presence. And our culture and our society has has made ways for us to ignore the fact that our God is ever present. Yet I'm saying that in this time something is about to be removed from our eyes, a veil. And in the same way that Moses saw the glory of the Lord veiled, Jesus has made a way that we would see the glory of the Lord unveiled. And I'm saying that in this day, an unveiling is about to take place. And many of you will leap in the womb as Jesus draws near. We talk about preparing the way. We know the Spirit and the Bride say come. But what is exciting about that? What would cause them to say come? What would cause them to desire the Bridegroom? In His presence, there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. There is a recognition in the Spirit and the Bride, and they say, come, because His presence brings fullness. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We recognize right now that we're not fully picking up the mantle of the Bride we recognize right now that we have not fully prepared ourselves for that day Jesus I ask forgiveness where we have not made ourselves ready where you found us asleep where you found us at slumber a little rest a little shutting of the eyes, a little folding of the hands. Asleep. Asleep. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for the alarm of heaven. I'm asking for the sound that will rise a generation from slumber. I'm asking for the light that will shed the darkness. And awake us once again. Revive us to your purpose. Revive us to your plan. Let us leap in the womb as John the Baptist left in the womb. Awake, awake, O oh sleeper. Awake, awake, O oh sleeper. watchman on the wall the watchman on the wall there is no time left to slumber there is no time left to sleep people make ready the day of the Lord is at hand we prepare the way you know maybe this is maybe this is too much for us Maybe we can't do it. Think about it for a second. Think about having to try to pick up that mantle in your own strength. It's impossible. See, that's what we call counting the cost. That is something that we must do. But we've been given a gift. There is hope. There is life. There is light. You see, there has been a king that has come before. And he has prepared a way. He has taken up his place. And he holds the keys. In my own flesh there is nothing I can do. In my own strength I would fall and I have fallen many times to my knees in frustration. And I can feel that frustration in us now. When is this gonna happen? When is this gonna take place? I'm getting tired of having to do this time and time again. I'm frustrated that people aren't seeing it. I'm frustrated with myself. And I'm telling you, if that's the way We process things, it's not going to happen. It just won't. But we must look to hope. We must look to the light. We must set our eyes on the mountaintop. For where does your strength come from? Where does it come from? How can you overcome? in of yourself how can you overcome the temptation of the flesh we set our eyes on the mountaintop for it's where my help comes from there is hope the Lord wants to impart hope in this day there is hope I can see it now as if a diamond were set before me. I see hope. I can see it plainly. I'm saying that there is hope. I know we try to convince ourselves, but I'm saying it's right there. There is hope. It's not some ambiguous thing. It's not something that's just a mist. There is hope. There is a reality, something tangible. There is hope. Let the impartation strike you now. There is hope. God, break through. Break through us. There is hope. It doesn't matter how messed up it looks. There is hope. God, let it break through. It doesn't matter how dark it appears, there is hope. There is hope. We can't leave this. We can't leave this hanging in the balance today. We just can't. Something has to break through us right now. There is hope. We can't walk another week like we have been. We have to recognize there is hope. We look to the hills. We look to the mountaintop. Where does it come from? There is hope. Listen. Listen. There is hope. We cling to hope. We grab hold of hope. The hope of glory. (laughs) There it is. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. But I feel in this time that there is an impartation that has to come of hope. There has to be. And why am, I being, why am I being prompted to speak of this right now? What is the point? You know, I could, I'm very motivational. I could tell you a lot of motivational things that would get you to do something for about 24 hours. But there's a motivation in the Spirit. There's a motivation of hope that can drive you well into the next year. That's what I want to impart because I'm being very careful right now not to rely on the flesh. But there is an impartation of hope for those that would want it. There is an impartation of hope for those that would like to choose that today. And so join with me because I'm going to pray for this too. God, have I relied on my flesh so long have I relied on the strength of my hands I lean into your hope I lean into Jesus the hope of glory I lean into you you are my hope you are my hope I declare that over myself you are my hope disillusionment Happens when we allow ourselves to be illusioned by something that cannot stand. So, if you found yourself really hopeful for a little while and then all of a sudden it vanished, it's probably because you allowed yourself to be disillusioned. You allowed yourself to be illusioned and wooed into a picture of something that just wasn't true or couldn't last. But I'm saying that there is a hope in heaven that will not fade. It just will not. (laughs) In fact, what's going to happen, it's going to get greater and greater and greater until the fullness of the day. That's what's going to happen. And so you don't have to worry about being disillusioned because now you're looking at something that is true. You're looking at something that is solid. And nothing can shake that. Actually, things can shake that. <laughs> it's how quickly you grab back hold of the hope. That's a good point. Well, I shouldn't, my, it shouldn't be shaken. I thought it was real. It is real. You just need to recircle back and grab hold again. God, I pray that we would be a people that would leap in the womb like John the Baptist your presence even even a just a just a little sniff of your presence we jump at it jump at it we don't want to I don't want to miss that I want to be sensitive to what the Spirit's saying amen